Well, you're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. And today, uh, just out of interest, we are coming to you live, not from our usual location, but in fact from, well, from the other side of the Nevada-California border, from the Sam and Ash Forward Operating Base located in Newport Beach, California. By the way, the weather here is pretty much identical uh, to how it is in Vegas, uh, fairly chilly and a little, um, and the sun's up a little bit of the sun. So here we are. And, um, again, very happy to have you with us as a reminder, the podcast of the program, if you miss any portion of the show, yes, you don't want to do that, but if you do, you can find us on Spotify and you can find us also on Apple iTunes, uh, podcast, a little podcast app on your phone, very easy to get to and to find. And then you just go on there and type in what's right show, or you can type in what's right show with Sam and Ash and you'll find us. Uh, you got our pictures and then every show roughly a couple hours after we air live, will be on there for your listening pleasure. Ash, good afternoon. Nice to see you. Yeah, good afternoon. Nice to see you. Thanks for sharing your desk with me today. I'm in your <laughs> office uh, here in Newport. This is lovely. Uh, enjoying it. Great to be with our California team. We do have an office in California, main headquarters in Las Vegas. Uh, it's nice to be here, uh, and I'm enjoying it. I thought that because we're in California here, um, I, we've been following the story, and it's so much more relevant now, I think, than any than any time before. Christmas. And where am I going with this? Christmas is coming. It happens roughly at the same time every year, which is to say that it happens uh, on uh, at the end of December. And when do you buy gifts? Oh, I'm a last. I'm terrible. I yeah. I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy the rush of it. I I usually think about people's gifts leading up to it. The months leading up to it, I have a little note in my phone. So if you're curious to know what I'm buying you, that's how you find out. Get my phone and go into my notes, and you'll see my Christmas list. I'm like Santa of the modern age, but I do the shopping at the very end of like right before Christmas. I like going to the mall getting through the hustle and bustle, seeing all the decorations and the music. So I'm one of those people. Yeah, so I am a last-minute guy too. I think a lot of people uh, are last-minute, and that is a terrible, terrible idea this year. Why is it a terrible idea? Well, it's bad because all of those cargo ships that are stuck out there, we've talked about this uh, again before, there's now over 60 ships that are waiting to get into the port of Los Angeles. And these, by the way, these ships, um, I will say, uh, you know, they are, um, they are just stuck. They're stuck there an average of almost nine days. Do you know what the average wait time was before this backlog occurred? Can I guess? Yeah. I think it was probably like two days. Zero days. Oof literally went from zero days. So it's always good to know what the baseline is, right? What's the, what's normal zero days to almost nine days. And here is why it matters to all of us loaded on those ships is the stuff you're going to want to buy to get Christmas to your kids. And it's gotten so bad now that the Biden administration is ordering the people work through the night truck drivers, you know, but eight day work weeks, 
uh, and, uh, and, you know, it's pulling out all the stops. The, pr- the problem with this is I, I don't think this problem is going to go away all too quickly. It can't be simply waived or eliminated by executive fiat. There is uh, another statistic here that is, um, is, is, I think, of great interest. One third of all goods coming out of China into the U.S., um, is going through this through this port. No, excuse me. One third of all imports, period, are going through the port of Los Angeles, and it's a primary port for all goods coming from China. So pretty much everything coming from China Amazon. is going through this port. <laughs> so Amazon, right? And if you're noticing, you know, things are not in stock. Little things. I, have you noticed stuff like, for example, there's a particular kind of floss that I like. Can't get it right now. So. If you're a friend of Sam, stay away. <laughs> um, you know, actually, that's funny. I've noticed that as well. I, when I normal purchases that I have on back order routine orders, um, they're not available. Even when I so I moving recently, I went to buy new furniture, and that was a struggle that I did not know existed. I was actually so caught off guard by the delays and the wait times for a product or a a specific item to be shipped that I thought I was going crazy. I was like, am I this out of touch? Is this normal? So I Googled and it was an actual thing where people were dealing with only getting one part of their sectional for months in advance. And so it has been going on for a while and I've experienced it. And I, I just, I'm hopeful that it'll clear up, but it doesn't sound like it is even with these workers going 24 seven. Yeah. It's not um, happening anytime soon. The, The other thing is there's a, uh, a, a report, and I, I like, just to kind of give you an idea too of what it's going to do to the cost of things. Because remember, when that ship is waiting there for nine days, that costs money, okay? And that po- cost eventually goes all will trickle down all the way to to you and I, right? It gets passed down to the consumer. There was a an, an example of this, by the way. Uh, you know, shipping costs uh, on on traffic coming from Asia, and we get a lot of goods, right, mostly from China coming to the U.S., they are up 500% year over year. So this time last year, stuff, the cost of transferring goods across the ocean was a lot lower. And that's that's an insane amount of increase. And and again, that's a, that's a cost that gets... Um, gets certainly passed down straight to you. The other part of this is what's causing all of this uh, significantly are, are obviously all the COVID restrictions. Apparently, Ash, this is crazy. So in certain ports, if one of the people on board a ship tests positive, the ship has to turn around and go back or has to wait and, and quarantine essentially until they get into port. And and that let me tell you, there's an example of this. The Dollar Tree, you know, the store Dollar Tree. Yep. Their CEO said, you know, he was on an earnings call. Like these companies have to report, you know, what kind of money I'm making. I'm not making money. What's the problem? And he goes, and this is a direct quote. He goes, to give you an example of the challenges we're seeing, one of our dedicated charter vessels was recently denied entry because a crew member tested positive for COVID forcing the vessel to return to Indonesia and change its entire crew before continuing. That is insane. One test. And uh, don't you think there's other ways of handling this? I'm just thinking practically speaking, you know, Biden's ordering everybody to work around the clock. 
But I'm thinking there's a solution. Like maybe the vessel can dock. Just sit there and and anchor. Some other people can unload the boat and the crew can hang out in their cabin. I I don't I don't know. There's got to be an answer to this. That isn't as onerous, and and it and to me again, it's all part and parcel of these gross overreactions. I understand safety protocols and everything, but it, to the point now, we have people literally by the thousands streaming through our airports, and you know we claim that you know the world is sealed off and we're not letting people in from Canada, but people are. There is international travel going on. I, it's you go to an international airport, there are flights coming from from other countries. And, you know, those are, those are, you know, how many people does it take to run a boat? I think it's like, it's actually surprisingly low. It's mm-hmm. 20, maybe 25 people. This is such a small number of people interacting with such a small number of other people compared to, you know, just plain old air traffic. So I think it's, I don't know. I think that this is, this is just, we're, we're essentially getting um, now the, the results of a, of an, of being overly protective and overly concerned. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of Biden. So anytime I get to rail on him, I will. But I think this is also a unique thing where a lot of people have changed their purchasing practices. They don't, the people during the pandemic discovered Amazon that never used to order online before. And so we're doing a lot more online shopping. The goods are traveling in patterns and quantities and demand is changing. Um, And so I think there's a little bit more going on. I know the, the issue isn't just limited to the port. It goes also through trucking. And there's an interesting safety issue about the trucking that they're trying to urge more truck drivers and getting licenses to truck drivers sooner. And the problem, the thing that I'm concerned about when I hear that is that we will be putting p- people behind the wheel of very dangerous vehicles, heavy loaded vehicles that are not fully trained, not equipped to handle it, and it'll result in serious injuries. And that's not what's right. And that's what we're here for. All right, when we come back, uh, we definitely want to head up the story about Lego. Speaking of something that's on that boat stuck out there in the harbor, Lego is making some changes. And I'm a big fan of Lego, but you got to hear this. Um, They are making things, they're making their product a little more sensitive. We'll talk about this when we come back. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM840 KXNT. Hey, Las Vegas, this is Sherry Swensk, weather anchor for 8 News Now. Good day. Make sure you get your day underway with me mornings during Vegas at 8. And listen for the Valley's most accurate forecast throughout the day on News Talk 840 KXNT. And here we are. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM 840 KXNT, on demand at odyssey.com. Also, you can find our podcast on, a podcast of this program on, uh, what is it, Apple, yeah, Apple iTunes and Spotify, fun stuff. Right before the break, uh, we were talking about the uh, backup there in the uh, in the port of Los Angeles, which is right basically between L.A. and Long Beach. It was 60 plus container ships. Uh, normally, the backup is zero. So this is a, a, a big problem. Uh, the uh, the uh, ships right now are what is it? They're waiting an average of eight to nine days, 500 percent rise in shipping costs from last year to this year. But I think one thing that comes of this, it makes you it kind of makes you want to think now we're going to find out what stuff is actually made in the country. 
you know, the stuff that's available is stuff that is being made entirely here. But but there's a, a component of this. You also realize even the stuff that says made in USA relies oftentimes on material coming from abroad. And so, you know, it's it's really affecting all sorts of goods. But what about Etsy? Maybe this is the Christmas ash where and our and Halloween, right? This is this is crashed right into Halloween. People are looking to get costumes and I, and I don't know if I haven't gone out. I should probably get on that. I haven't gone out to do What's my, your costume? It's not nearly as cool as yours. I I look, I wanted to go with my family as as Bob's Burgers, okay? If you know it's the mm-hmm. cartoon on Fox, I think, and it's the family, the dad's a, uh, a cook, has a burger restaurant, Bob, and he's got three kids. I have three kids. I thought it'd be a perfect costume. But when I heard your costume. <laughs> uh, so wait, you I haven't was, answered the question. What's no, your question? That's your why costume? I want the costume. We haven't agreed on anything. And now that I, I realize that it's probably still in China, uh, whatever my costume is, I'm, I'm probably not going to have a Halloween costume. I'm going to go as a middle-aged attorney. Um, what are you to tell, tell, tell everyone what you're doing? Cause this is so good. <laughs> so, uh, my little dog, Rocky, you know, he's a little dachshund. He's cute and fun. Uh, one thing that I've discovered is that he absolutely hates towels, sheets, or any type of blanket. And so he will charge at it and try and get it. And so I decided Rocky will be a little bull for Halloween and I will be a bull fighter. Um, so it's going to be funny. I mean, I've, I've basically been training him all year for this costume. So he better, he better step up and perform. This is apt. When you, when you told me this, I died. <laughs> it was so funny. And, um, He's kind of built like a little bull. Too. That's, that's what like, it is. He's, yeah. And he's got the coloring. Yeah. I, I tell you, this is if you give him little horns. Yeah, I'm going to find a little horn. How are you going to strap him? He doesn't like hats. Oh, he tolerates I a remember lot. we yeah. tried to put that Dodger helmet on him. Well, you know, that was a little different. He wore his Batman ears last year. He's Did fine. He? Yeah, uh, he'll be fine. Okay, well, he, so he's better at this than my kids, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so all right. So, and I'll tell you, by the way, where my, my costume I, that I got vetoed, and th- my kids all wanted to go as as Harry Potter. You know, different That's characters. Still a thing? For my kids, it is. Okay. They love the books. They love the movies. You know, I think they just discovered it a little later because you know they weren't born when they came out first. But the books. But I mean, I think they've yeah, they absolutely love it. They're not doing Squid Games at the last second. No, no. In fact, uh, I was watching Squid Games. Uh, which I I really liked, by the way. But I was watching it, and my son came in, and you know he of course is fourteen and thinks he's an adult. So I'm I I was like, no, you you absolutely cannot watch this. I I have a line somewhere, and it happens to be right here. So I turned it off and waited for him to leave. Okay. Um. Very um. Very interesting show. A uh, little anti-capitalist, but I will get into that later. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you my Squid Games thing at the end of the hour uh, if you really insist. Uh, but that that um, that that show absolutely. So by the way, so yeah, so I would definitely, if you're looking for a Halloween costume, I would get on that now, and you may consider homemade. Yeah, you might have to, or eBay. I bet there's some good stuff on eBay that you can buy as long as it's local. Ash, did you play with Legos when you were a kid? I did as a kid. I did. Did you play with girl Legos or boy Legos? 
And I'm asking that not to be a, a jerk. <laughs> I'm just I'm asking it because it goes directly into this next story. Yeah, here. I saw this story and I actually thought that question. And I did could, you really? Yeah, I, and I thought about it. And I go, the only thing I remember is there was the Lego a branch called Playmobil, I think, that's for kid, like younger kids. I don't and, think it's made by Lego. No? No, it's a oh. totally different company. Oh, never mind. But I, so then no, I actually played with Legos as like, I never would even think there is a different, I don't, I can't uh, even think okay. of what a, yeah. yeah. So let me tell you, when I was, so I love Legos and I still play with Legos and I'm a grown up. So there you go. When I was a kid, there really weren't girl Legos and boy Legos. There were kid Legos. Okay. And we had, um, we, you know, you had city Legos and you had space Legos and you had, you had technic Legos and you kind of depended, you'd really age specific Legos. And I think Ash, what you're thinking of for younger kids is Duplo. That. Duplo That's is, it. It, it's Lego, but it has the bigger. Yeah. It's bigger blocks. That's bigger what blocks. I had. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I was younger. My brother had the traditional Lego. Got it. It wasn't until like my kids came around, what let's call it like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, even. By the way, Lego was a company that was going to go bankrupt, and then they they started theming Legos around. They first did a big deal with with uh, Star Wars, and they made sets that came from the movies. And then they then that was a big hit. But then they also created some of their own shows. And one of the what they did this show called Ninjago, and this was one of the most brilliant business strategies that ever came on, on uh, to a to a toy maker. I think. Because instead of licensing from Lucasfilm or Disney a a you know a, a theme a, a, from a, a movie or from a from a series, they just created their own. And Ninjago, the 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 cartoon was wildly popular, and the Legos were wildly popular. And then they added other ones to it. And one of the series that they did was the I think it's called the Friends set. And it's geared to girls. It's pink. It has Lego figurines, not those standard stocky, you know, very Soviet-looking uh, people. Uh, but they, you know, the, the mini figs. The, the mini fi- the mini figurines. Yeah, the mini figs. So they have these girls that you know that are a little taller, like lankier. I don't know how to describe it, but my girls loved it. They loved those sets. They were so into it, and they, and and here there was a whole show that went along with it. Well, it sounds like Disney's getting rid of it. They want to be more gender inclusive and have more gender neutral toys. Ash, what do you think of this? I'm a, I mean, I don't know. I think there's just a reality that some girls are drawn to some things and guys are drawn to other things. I think what really Lego is trying to get at is as a society, we need to stop pointing girls to a specific side of the store and pointing boys to a specific side of the store. Just let them go and shop. And if a a little boy wants to go get this line from friends that has the more realistic looking figurines, by all means. And if a girl wants to go get a star Wars or some other type of more action like toy set, then go for that. I think that's what Lego needs to focus on and understand that, you know, they, there are different interests. I agree. And I think actually one of the most brilliant things is they called it friends and they didn't call it girls. Yeah. They called it friends. And, and yeah, it has pink on it, you know, and, and again, I, uh, I mean, we. It also has a totally different look. I'm online right now looking at it and it, it looks really cool. There's a giant friendship bus. No, there, there is. And, and maybe, right, the discussion is you, you rather have, you, you rather say, hey, you know, there's, there's, Boys can play with this, right, as well. 
and and not I, I don't I don't know. Maybe they we'll see what happens with all of this. I, I think it's I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing. I, I think that um, I am noticing, though, I'm looking at it. It doesn't look like there's many boy characters. So that's all that needs to change. There you go. It's like Barbie. Yeah. They just need to introduce Ken. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I get what Lego's doing, but, you know, they, they didn't make any outline of specific changes, and I think that's because they know that they don't really need to make any major changes to their product. That guys and girls, little boys, little girls, they go into that store, and they love it all. Wonderful. Well, we'll follow this closely. <laughs> don't go anywhere, friends. We're going to be back right after this, after a short break. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM 840 KXMT. Hi, you're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. We are broadcasting live and local, kind of local actually today, from Sam and Ash Ford Operating Base in beautiful, sunny Newport Beach, California. Also a little chilly here as it is back home in Vegas. So we, uh, right before, I, I left early this morning to get here. I drove here. Ash, you drove shortly after me. We Avoided the airlines today because of what's going on with Southwest. We talked about it yesterday. If you missed that show, get the podcast, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Now, we drove. I drove before you. I left, I'll just tell you, I left at 4 a.m. You left at 4? At 4.05. Wow. My alarm was at 4. Yeah, I I woke up at 3.15 today. Oh, my God. And um, because I got to get right back. So I have to, I have, this is a quick turnaround for me, but I, uh, I drove the whole time I'm driving. I didn't know when you were going to leave. I knew you were leaving separately. And I, the entire time I'm driving, I'm looking in my rearview mirror, fully expecting you to roll up on my, on my, on my flank <laughs> and, uh, and, and come zooming past me. So that didn't happen, of course. I Ash did, was I driving did. very safely, and uh, and we never we never encountered one another, no. having left at least what an hour apart. So there is that bit of news. Before we left last night, wow, how much fun was that game? VGK season opener in the fortress. Pretty much every seat was filled. I mean, it was a packed house. Did you love it? I loved it. I loved every second of it. I mean, I wish the the team had kept it at a three zero. No, no, no. But I, mean, I know, yeah, but, but, but I know, but I, ultimately, it was so much fun. For I was interested the entire time, every minute of it. The kind of hockey game I like. Well, I don't like it in the moment, but I like it afterwards, especially <laughs> when we went right. But uh, but I like it if it's close and and it keeps us all interested down to the last second. Yeah, and the, the, I, I agree. The unique thing about last night's game was it wasn't just the first home opener that we've had in two seasons because of COVID and arena and social distancing issues, but also we were welcoming the newest member of the NHL, the Seattle Kraken. So we were the, the new kids on the block until they showed up, and so that was actually really fun seeing an entirely new fan base figure out their team and their loyalty and, and get their sea legs and uh, get a sea f- legs. Yeah, see what ha, I did ha, there? Ha, ha. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, it's, I, look, v- Vegas, hockey, 
desert. No one thought it was going to work. And it is such a fantastic experience. It's such a unique, unifying team for our community for so many reasons. And so I'm very excited to see how Seattle embraces their own team. And hopefully their team has as much success and I mean, not as much, maybe just a little bit less than our team, um, but at least within their community is get, garnering support. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, um, I am, I, I agree. I think the team still. It's nice to have a team with a little like new, new team smell. Um, <laughs> the the jerseys are cool, uh, but you know they have no, they haven't figured out their traditions yet. So you know we've got the fortress and we've got. Uh, we've got all this stuff. We got happening. go nights go. We've got shame at shame shame. We've got ev- we've got all our well, little. Do they have the kraken. If they, if we've got so, the fortress, is it are they the the crack house? I don't... Is that what that is? Crack den. I don't crack know. Den. Cra- I like it. The crack den. Um, but you know, actually, it's funny because we had a few fans behind us, and you know, they didn't even know their own chants. They didn't like. There were some fans chanting "Go Seattle, go," and some were just chanting "Kraken." And so they need their first home game to figure out their own traditions. And I'm really excited because that's that's what we need. We need community. We need uni- unifying sports, things like that. And so I'm excited to see Seattle get that. It's something that they need. And by the way, if you are not a sports person, that's fair. Uh, I, I accept that. I'm not. Um, you know, I'm. I'm. I tell You're you, new for to me, this. I'm new to this, and I love the fact that there is this place you can go. And I started as a as a as a baseball fan. I loved I loved my Angels when I when I lived in Orange County, and I I loved going to baseball games and getting up, singing the anthem, you know, hand over the heart. And you looked out across, you know, the the fans, the twelve people that went to Angels games, and and <laughs> you know, and it was, you know, it didn't matter if you're a Republican, it didn't matter if you're a Democrat. It was the one thing that we all came together to in the middle of elections, you know, contentious times and whatnot. And the same thing, and and to the to the you know, ten times, a hundred times more, when you go to T-Mobile Arena. And you are there, and you're you're and you're surrounded by seventeen thousand of your neighbors. It doesn't matter, you know what you what you think of of Biden or Trump or whomever. You are in you're enjoying the game, and you're together as a community. And for me, there's literally nothing better. I hope it does that for yeah. Seattle, and I I hope. Um, but I I tell you, I still think that we're way better and will always be better um, both as a city as a community and as a team yeah and i like what you said i love during the anthem whenever one everyone yells night that is a you get goosebumps no matter who you're rooting for it's such a unifying very cool thing also do you think you heard a um, let's go brandon chant on another note during the game absolutely let's go brandon was a chant it doesn't belong there um i I, you know i have i have feelings i did it did i laugh of course by the way if some people don't know what this is just google it well, maybe you explain it when we come back. We, we just have a couple of minutes, but it's it's worth explaining, I think, because anyway, it's out there. So we'll just stay tuned. We'll, we'll get to that and also the um, takedown of or the review of the uh, show, um, Netflix show, uh, Squid Games. I want to mention that before the end Are of the Are you going to spoil it for me? I'm not going to. I know you haven't seen it yet. I will do this okay. with kid gloves. I will do this exactly as 
it ought to be done with, with giving you just enough to make you want to watch the show, but not enough to make you think you don't need to. Okay. Does that work for you? I'll allow it. Yeah. So the game last night was fantastic. Yes, there's a new team in town. By the way, this is why when we were given the opportunity to work with the Henderson Silver Knights, by the way, their team, uh, uh, their game uh, season, uh, first game of the season is going to be on Friday. So we're very excited for the kickoff of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, their second season. And, you know, when, when Ash and I were given an opportunity to work with the team and to become a uh, one of the founding sponsors, we, we took them up on it because we think that this, for our community, uh, you know, no knock on the VGK, but obviously those tickets are very expensive and cost prohibitive for a lot of people in our community. And, and the HSK is just this, it's this now hockey experience that's incredible and it's going to get more incredible with the new arena in Henderson. And it's, uh, I think, going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be very approachable. Tickets are, are going to cost you know, no more than going to the movies. So I think for families, um, and a lot of people will be the kind of hockey that, that they can go and see, and, and we can all enjoy together as a community. Yeah, price point's going to encourage groups and large families and friends to all go to these games. And you know what? They've got their own traditions that kind of build off what the Golden Knights do. And so it's it's a really unique and fun experience. I also, I really like seeing Henderson Silver Knights jerseys and gear at the Golden Knights games. It tells you that they have their own unique following in, in their community and in the community. And so it's all in all going to be a fantastic addition, especially once we have the Dollar Loan Center open in Henderson. And by the way, on that note, we will talk to Chuck Brennan on Friday here on this program. And we will, he's, of course, uh, Chuck is the CEO and founder of Dollar Loan Center. And Dollar Loan Center is the presenting uh, stadium sponsor for the uh, Henderson Silver Knights Arena in Henderson. So uh, he's really – none of that arena could be possible without Chuck, and we're going to talk to him about that. It'll be very exciting. Okay, when we come back, yes, I will give you Squid Games. Yes, we're going to go and discuss what this um, this uh, Go Brandon chant is all about. Ashley will explain that. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Please stay tuned. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. Back by popular demand, it's What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. You can also find us on Apple, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, there Spotify. We go. Thank you, Ash. What's Right with Sam and Ash. Click the little follow button so you get updates on all of our shows. And one other thing, if we're ever interviewing someone or talking about a specific site, there are show notes on those. So they will link to those specific people or websites. So if you need extra info, don't try and do it on your phone uh, while we're talking. Just go and follow the podcasts, either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, and also, if you're curious and you want to get involved in the discussion, you can always call into the show, 800-245-2100, or just tweet us, at What's Right Show, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Beautiful. Uh, we're going to put your phone number, your cell number in the yeah, uh, show Yeah, you can notes. text me. They might. Yeah. Um, the-, <laughs> I, the marketing team's not, I don't think they like me right now. <laughs> so they might, they might do it just, just to get back at me. No, just kidding. They would never. They would never. They would never. Speaking of they would never, 
there's a new chant going around. We heard it last night in the fortress, which I think, you know, time and place is not the place. The chant is go Brandon. Nope. Let's go Brandon. Okay. Let's go Brandon. Thank you. What is it? So it actually is kind of um, a funny take on something that happened. So around the country at various sporting events, specifically and most commonly, you see it and hear it at college football games. During football, at football stadiums, you hear the young students chanting F Joe Biden. And it has been something the media has had difficulties dealing with because it's very loud and very apparent. So they're struggling on broadcast. Well, at a NASCAR race, there was an interview occurring with one of the racers, Brandon Brown. So he was being interviewed by an NBC reporter and the chant broke out. The F Joe Biden chant broke out in the crowd. And rather than just acknowledge it or cut away from it, she tried to spin it. And she said that the crowd was actually chanting, let's go, Brandon. And so now the people that originally were chanting F Joe Biden have adopted, let's go, Brandon, because it looks innocuous. It looks like anyone, any saying, anyone, they're rooting for something. And so it's also not just skewering Joe Biden, but it's also skewering the media and their bias and how they couldn't just acknowledge what was actually going on, but they're, they're spinning it and they want to hide it. I think if your name is Brandon right now, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself. Karens are like, how did I get being yeah. Karen? <laughs> Short straw. Gosh. Um, a question to follow up. Okay. Do you think the that you think really it was a the media the reporter the sideline reporter at NASCAR that was trying to spin this as positive news not bad news for Biden in a political way? I think she wasn't necessarily trying to spin it as good news. She was just uncomfortable and didn't want to acknowledge what it actually was. And so she just you know, she panicked and she said something that wasn't actually happening. I'm going to tell you that if it was at a event X, whatever it is, four years ago, and the crowd was chanting F Donald Trump, Absolutely. a member of the media would say, well, it just sounds like the, it just sounds to me oh. like, like these people are not happy with the performance of our president. They would have cut away from the interview and just started filming the crowd. I'm telling you, it is, has everything to do with the way the media covers up for this guy and does for the, for the left by and large. There is a fascinating legal story, interesting, of course, to us. Uh, Ash and I, of course, are attorneys. Interesting because it's about Katie Couric. She uh, wrote a book, a tell-all book. Now she's back in the news. No one cares. But there the was an interesting story. Did you catch this, Ashley, about, about her interview of the notorious RGB, Ruth ba- RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? You saw this? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you segued to this because if you didn't, I was. Her 2016 sit-down with the late Supreme Court justice, unreal what she did. Absolutely. What did she do? So she interviewed her and was asking her about the, the issue in professional sports where people were kneeling, players, athletes were kneeling during the national anthem. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg had some controversial remarks about it. She responded negatively about people who were kneeling during the national anthem, which is actually generally a conservative position. So then what does Katie Kirk do? She admits to protecting, quote, quote, Ruth Bader Ginsburg from public backlash by cutting out those negative comments. So she edited her out to make her look good. 
When was the last time someone in the media like covered up some of Trump's comments just to help the guy out? Never. Like, see, this is the problem, right? This is, I think, and then you people wonder, right? You get the pundits going, ah, oh, why is it that they don't trust us on the vaccines and on on COVID and on the the economy? And and the reason is you have to have some, you know, base layer of credibility, and. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna make another comment about this, yeah. which is you said that this kneeling issue was a kind of a conservative, dem, you know, liberal issue, and I'm gonna say that what Ruth Bader Ginsburg showed something that's become more and more apparent to me as time mm-hmm. goes on, how there is a divide between old school liberals, old school Democrats, yep. and the new left, absolutely, and friends, we have more in common as conservatives with old school Democrats than we do with than, – than even old school Democrats have with new Democrats. And we'll talk more as this show unfolds because I, I love politics and I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the, the horse trading of it but also the, the principles. And you have an enormous principle divide between new, the new left in this country with all of its insane positions – and pretty much everyone else, and I'm convinced, especially in Nevada. I can say here in Nevada. I'm in California today, but well, forget California. That's a whole other mess. But but in Nevada, in our community, I think there's a lot of consensus on the big issues, even among Republicans and Democrats. It's it's just it's so it's funny to me that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is you know arguably the most influential liberal justice on the Supreme Court of of the modern era, all right? Mm-hmm. Or if not the, the one, then one of the most influential liberals on the court would have – would be considered by a member of the media to be controversial and to be, uh, I guess, not adequately left-wing by expressing an opinion that – Kneeling at a at a game, privileged athletes kneeling and disrespecting the flag is somehow uh, actually un-American. You know, gosh forbid. Yeah, and you know what? The craziest thing is what she did edit out versus what she left in to the story. The quote that uh, Couric took out was when RBG said that those who kneel during the national anthem are showing contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. Very sophisticated, thoughtful response to the question. The, the published story included quotes from Ginsburg saying that refusing to stand for the anthem was dumb and disrespectful, but omitted the other remark. I actually think they left in one that's it's kind of, I don't know, how do you see that? Well, I think they left out her thoughtful reasoning, which she was always known for. And by the way, this is where I stand up. Uh, so there's a number of decisions be, be perfectly candid, especially on, on, on matters of civil rights and on, on privacy rights and constitutional rights where Ruth Bader Ginsburg was absolutely spot on, and her decisions were always very intellectual. There are there, – the, the justices that have come after her, the left-wing justices, whether it's Sonia Sotomayor, uh, for example, um, you know, uh, Kagan, these people don't hold a candle – to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right. zero. I mean, they are they are they are nothings compared to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I, to me, I, 
I've I've always admired you know this I've always admired her you know disagree on on some some big decisions as well but uh, but also found many a times that I, I I actually agreed with her yeah and you know what my my problem with this story really is is that Ki- that Kitty Kirk has put herself out as a news teller a reporter you know that tells the people the story the real scoop and here she didn't do that she in fact she said that. People that these comments were comments that were, quote, unworthy of a crusader for equality like RBG. And so as a result, that's what let her edit them out. And so she decided our the community, the, the American people deserve a crusader for equality like who I believe RBG should be. Yeah, and so she created yeah. who she was. Yeah, and that's exa- exactly. But this is uh, this is what the media d- does. And this is what, you know, what leftism does is it re- revises history. And now you're just seeing it, they literally at times revise history in real time. So I, I'm glad I'm glad uh, we brought this up today because I think it it does it does uh, show a couple of different things. Well, at any rate, just like that, again, we're out of time. One full hour in the books. Again, if you missed any portion of the show, uh, have a look at the podcast on Apple uh, of the whole program on Apple uh, Podcasts on Spotify. Uh, reach us, of course, on at What's Right Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the like. And we will be back here tomorrow, 2 p.m., with you to enjoy another hour of fantastic radio. Have a wonderful day. Bye, See guys. See you tomorrow. <laughs>